Hey, what's up, friends? Hey, zebras. Before I get this episode started, I just want to say that any business owners out there, I'm in central Pennsylvania, so uh, if any business owners listen to this podcast and you want to be a part of the Small Business Brainstorm episodes, I want to put together other groups of business owners to have these discussions to talk about the trials and tribulations of business because I think it's important when you're trying to start your own thing, whether it's an actual brick-and-mortar business or maybe it's an online business or maybe it's a personal brand. I want to know how you're doing your thing, how you got it started to help other people along their way in their journey. So please reach out to me, uh, robzradio.com, Facebook and Instagram, robzradio, Twitter, Snapchat, is Rob Z. Yo, all of the info is also in the uh, info, the bio of this episode. So please reach out to me. Before we get started, got to shout out to some of the sponsors who are involved. Uh, the Comics Vault, if you love comic books, which I am a huge comic book fan going way back in the day. The Comics Vault located 1130 12th Avenue in Altoona on Facebook and Instagram, The Comics Vault Altoona. Uh, I just got my son a couple of brand new Incredible Hulk comics. He's three and a half years old. I'm getting him started young, and he is loving it. Uh, they have new comics every Wednesday, thousands and thousands of back issues. Neil has so much content. Uh, and also, free comic book day coming up on May 5th. That's the Comic Vault. Shout out to Harlequin Pepper Yoga. Downtown Holidaysburg, Facebook and Instagram, Harlequin Pepper Yoga. Also in the App Store or Google Play, that's H-A-R-L-E-Q-U-I-N, Harlequin Pepper Yoga. I'm a big yoga fan, so uh, if you're looking to get your body right, get in great shape, Harlequin Pepper Yoga is the place to go. And Sports Evolution, that's where I take Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu with Alan Coble. Shout out to him. Uh, he's located 2900 Plank Road in Altoona at 312-3845. Facebook and Instagram is leading athletes. CrossFit, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, some Muay Thai involved as well. Let's get this show started. This is Rob Z Radio. We're broadcasting live from the Launchbox Studios downtown Altoona. <laughs> Steph's already started out with a Snapchat video. Hey, hey, Steph. My so, Monday morning. Uh, small business brainstorm. We've, we've done one of these. The second one today seems less professional than the first one, surprisingly. How is that possible? Now she has audio playing in the Sorry. back. Come on now. <laughs> it's done. I'm done. <laughs> so, all right. So, Check uh, out Steph's Snapchat for live. <laughs> for live. Plug your Snapchat real quick. I don't even think I follow you on Snapchat. What is it? I don't know. I follow you, Steph I think. Height. You're not yeah. sure. What, oh, Steph it's your height, actual 1229, name. 1229, yeah. 1229. Um, okay, so we have <laughs> Stephanie Height, we have Sarah Vogel, and we have Jen Robin. Rivnak. Rivnak. Yeah. Where's her the, Facebook name? Where's the Robin from? It's is my it middle name. Middle name. Okay. Yeah. I don't like having my last name on Facebook. It's just like a little bit of anonymity. You know. <laughs> yeah. Keep myself. How's that working it, for it, you? Great. It works good. If people don't, they can't find me. This they is don't true. know my middle name. <laughs> I think I'm going to make another <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> a secret fake account. A secret yeah. fake account. <laughs> so what we're doing uh, today is we're going to talk more about business, about starting your own business, because we're all less than a year into our own business as well. Over a year Not now true. for you. Over so. a year. Yeah, you're coming year. up. You're coming up. Sarah, yours is coming up. And then you're coming yeah, up. Yeah, for the April. Clay Cup. When is one but, year? Oh, for uh, Playtime Pottery, it's been longer. Yeah. The Clay Cup one year will be technically March 20th. Okay. So. And today Very is soon. March the 4th. <clears throat> Or fifth? What's today? I think the fifth. The fifth. <laughs> I think the fifth. It's the fifth, but it'll, it'll be uploaded like on the sixth. You guys okay. get the idea. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's go around. First, if we haven't, if somebody didn't tune into the first one, which you can go back and listen to, let's introduce ourselves just to begin. Steph, you can start. My name is Stephanie Height. I'm the owner of Trade Secrets Downtown Altoona. We, my husband and myself, make natural body products, and we are located at 1223 13th Avenue. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. <laughs> Sarah. That was very professional. That was super yeah. professional. <laughs> I'm Sarah Vogel, and I own the Clay Cup, which is also in downtown Altoona on at 1304 11th Avenue, and it's specialty coffee um, with pottery painting and watercolor classes and a whole side of art. Very cool. <clears throat> Jen. 
My name is Jen. I own Juice. We are currently located at 517 Allegheny Street in Holidaysburg, but we are prepping to open a second location, so I will also be at downtown. (laughs) We are all downtown. Eight to 12 weeks. So excited. (laughs) I don't like that at all. (laughs) Steph wants more of an exact number. (laughs) I do. Minute countdown. We need to narrow that down. Eight to 12 weeks. (laughs) And and I'm Rob Z, so uh, if you listen to the podcast, you know, uh, social media, uh, marketer and consultant and also podcast host. So uh, today, last time we got distracted on nutrition. We talked <laughs> a lot about nutrition. Which <laughs> we I th- got distracted. I think time. was very beneficial as far Absolutely. as information goes, but as far as like starting a business goes, not if so you're not in the nutrition field, it doesn't make a but whole lot of sense. But if you're not healthy... What do you, you know. got? Right. Then he can't work. <laughs> you the be rest of it first. is very difficult. That's a very good point. Yeah. Um, so I think on, on this episode, the way we kind of ended the last one was getting into like how we started the business, why we started our businesses, and like you know the inspiration for wanting to leave the job that you had to start your own thing, which I think for a lot of people, if they're ever thinking about starting their own business, is the scariest part is the jumping ship. Like, when do you know to do it? How do you know to do it? Like, when is it the right time? Sometimes you don't have a choice. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you're forced into it. (laughs) Uh, But those are all good reasons, I guess, to do it. So who wants to start? Tell your, like, the beginning jump-off part of how you started it, why, what period were you at in your life? That's a lot to answer at one time. Well, Well, maybe we can just Do you want me to start? Let's do, like, a round-the-mountain style start and just, like, let's first start about. Who's starting? You're starting? Well, it sounds like Rob wanted to start. I think Rob should start. (laughs) Okay. So, (laughs) I will start. Um, My, you know, I was in radio for 18 years. So, going back to when I was 16, I was in uh, radio. And uh, if you are from central Pennsylvania, got to remember the podcast is, like, worldwide. Mm -hmm. So, anybody could listen. But uh, we're in central Pennsylvania. And um, I was on a radio station, Hot 100. Listen to you every morning. Thank you so much. <laughs> I get I get people mad at me every day still saying, why did you quit? Why aren't you on I the know. radio? I was <laughs> upset when you left, Tom's but that's down okay. Down now we're friends. It's not day. the same, though. That's great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was in radio, and, you know, I loved the job of radio itself. I loved being on the air. It was one of my great passions in life. Um, but at the same time, the business model that the business I was working for just wasn't going in the direction that I needed it to go in to do what I wanted to do because I, just, I wanted to do more. Uh, and I, I had started podcasting a couple of years before that. I probably Before I quit, I had been doing my podcast already for like two, two years and like a quarter. So um, that was like my number one, one of my number one reasons for getting out of what I was doing was that I already had something that was starting to grow. And I also had been working in social media for the radio station for a little while, doing my own uh, platform, doing the stations, a couple of the stations platforms, because we had like six stations in the building. And, you know, I just, I reached a point where I could tell that I couldn't go any further where I was working at. I knew like I had been stopped and there was nowhere else that I could move. I couldn't make any more money. And I couldn't really try anything. I, I tried to get into sales. I tried to do a couple of different things, and it just wasn't working out. So uh, when it came down to it, I just felt like if I don't go now, I'm going to get caught behind. I'm going to get stuck because I have a lot of things that I want to do. I have a lot of things that I'm passionate about. I see the potential <laughs> <laughs> of social media. Why keep clearing my Am it's I? Like are you yawn. trying to interrupt like me? Is that what that was? Yeah, I'm wondering You're just like going on and on. Yeah, and on. yeah. No, like, can you hear me slurping uh, through my sunburn smoothie from juice? I'm wondering this. So, one. so the exit strategy was like I just because Nini, my wife, still had a year left in nursing school. I was going to wait for a year to finally make my exit, but I, I just felt that I had to do it now, or I was going to regret not doing it now. And I said on the last podcast, like, it's a great thing that I did do it now because I wouldn't have. I, I don't think I would have been in this room in Launchbox probably been taken up by the time I would have gotten out of uh, my job and I wouldn't have met everybody that I've met over the past year which is amazing the, the people yeah. that I've come in contact with so uh, it was it was really a great move that I did it when I did it but I was also ill prepared as far as finance goes Nini wasn't working <laughs> uh, radio doesn't pay a ton of money so I was not a good financial move on your part yeah I didn't yeah, save up a lot of money <laughs> I, had, I had enough money to get out but like I, I knew I was going to be struggling for a while um, but that was I just felt like this is it. Like, if I don't do it right now, I'm going to be very so miserable for the next move. year. It was very much the heart and not the head. Yeah. You know, okay. because I 
I just knew that was how uh, how it had to go down. But yeah. like we and just, I was very we, glad I did. We just met over the summer when yeah. we did our first podcast together, and like just look from summer till now, how far you've come, right? So I know. Like, even since, and I haven't even known you that long, and yeah. the the difference is such yeah. a from your basement one. to launch box. Right, <laughs> Sarah was in my basement for the first podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just creepy inviting people over to my yeah, basement. Yeah, that's like, awkward. Hey, come to my but house. It's like, but it is kind of like Wayne's World ish. It is very yeah, yeah. It was very Wayne's well. That's World-ish. funny. So you were in the basement, and I was the first one here at the sweat box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, okay. I won't go any longer about mine. Um, I'm sure we'll get back into it here in a little bit. But let's go to you, Jen. What about you? Um, so for me, interestingly, my my job leading up to this was in health insurance. So it had absolutely nothing to do with like health in and of itself. Um, but I was always a very healthy eater. And I'm not from the area. We moved out here. We had like zero options for good, healthy food. Um, but what what my kind of sign was that I needed to get out was, was my health. <laughs> so the job that I had was incredibly stressful. And in 2015, I was like literally on the verge of a nervous breakdown, like incredibly, incredibly stressed out. Um, and so it was at that point that I... I started making the changes to like, okay, I'm planning my exit at this point. And I had invested in a couple of businesses all in the health field, but not just health, natural health, like holistic, you know, nutrition, um, just natural practices. And it led to the idea of opening a juice bar because we're working in a, um, a practitioner's office, a natural, a naturopathic practitioner's office, and so much of the protocol was things like juice cleanses and bone broth and that kind of stuff. And, you know, we realized we're sending people out there and they literally have nowhere to go. And their only option was to go to like Macy's or something and buy a $350 juice, which, you know, people aren't really going to do that. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, well, let's just open one. Like I was no stranger to juice bars or juice cleanses or anything like that. I was like, I can totally do that. Like I was such a foodie anyway um and that's just kind of that's kind of how it got started so from 2015 to 2016 i saved up money was planning for that and then it was really early 2017 that i had to make the the jump because we were opening in april and you know it was just at that point i I had been kind of juggling both jobs one to fund what i was doing (laughs) and then this is what was going to be my exit um, and then January of 2017, I was out <clears throat> out of the insurance industry. What was the major stress from in the insurance? Was it the sales part of it oh that was goodness. stressful? It's a, a definitely the sales part of it. I was a sales manager, um, you know, one of the top tier sales. So in this little part of, you know, Pennsylvania, um, we were actually one of the most profitable regions in the entire state and in the entire country so we had sales quotas and all that garbage and it was Mm. our hierarchy at the time um you know this is a job they pull you into and they're like it's like running your own business you're a contractor yeah Yeah. and then it just kind of got away from that and it was it turned into something of uh a nightmare (laughs) i don't really know how (laughs) to describe it but it was very very controlling and um, just not conducive to, you know, regardless of the money that you make because no creativity, no. Room I mean, to they, they like to make you think that you can be creative, but then it's like you're you're not really. You're just <laughs> you're really bound to what that at the end of the day, what that dollar figure is that you have to accomplish. Um, and it to in in my in my mind, it was leading to practices that were less than. It's just not the route I like to go, you know, when when you're under pressure to achieve a goal and some people will do whatever it takes to achieve. I just I'm not one of those people, right. you know, so, so I was like, uh, OK, I got to figure out what's next. I, I got to get out. I'll be honest. In, in radio, too, is kind of the thing where like it's a very creative job, but the creativity was kind of being pulled out of it slowly yeah. as, we, as we lost employees and, you know, more work was being put on everybody. It was like you're you're. The, it's almost like the thing that I love to do, which would be on the air, started to come last. Yeah. And, you know, that, it's not bashing or anything like that. It's just the way that it is. And right. that's just how uh, that's how it started to happen that I felt like I was yeah. not able to use my creativity. And some as people much are OK to. with that and some people aren't. And it's just I definitely was not. 
And so I, you know. And here I, we are. Life's yeah. too short. I had a, I had a yeah. kind of a longer exit strategy, though. I wasn't like a jump. I was like, okay, I know I need to get out. You had a plan. I, well, I Kinda. had a timeline. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, other than that, it was just kind of like, I'm really a fly by the seat of my pants kind of gal. I'm not like a, it was funny because we ended up on. <laughs> wing it too. I'm you a winger. Yeah, I do. This is we why we just yeah. get along. But yeah. I was like walking down Allegheny Street. So at the time I had a business partner. I no longer do, but I had a business partner at the time. I'm walking down Allegheny Street and I saw the space open where we're at now. And I was like, that would be a great juice bar. Yeah, and I just sent her a picture, and then I walked into the realty office and, and got the lease, and I think within a week the lease was signed. <laughs> Hadn't really thought too much about, like, you know, people are asking me, so what's yeah. your, you know, how many how many juices do you have to sell in order to pay rent? I'm like, I don't, no, I don't know. know. <laughs> yeah. But isn't that crazy? Because, you know, uh, they say, in like, to get started on something, you only need about 20% of the information to really get going. I agree. Because if you wait too long, you're going to overanalyze everything. Oh and you yeah. can overwhelm you yourself, too. Why we wing it. Yeah. And, I mean, I did the same thing. Like, yeah. I didn't have a business plan. Like, I what? didn't. Business plan? I probably yeah. should have done more math than I did. <laughs> Looking back on it, but, but didn't your math work good in like the other direction though? Like I think you're worked. overshooting. Your, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Intro so. to Sarah. As long as the, the, <laughs> as long as the passion and idea is right, that's yeah. going to come along with it, right? If you're yeah. really into it. So yeah, Sarah, go ahead. What's your man? What's your story? I don't know where to start. I mean, I can how much start time from... do we have? <laughs> I know. It's I mean, okay, we'll start clearing our throats. <laughs> I, think <it's... laughs> I think it's hard for me to pick a starting point because. Literally everyone in my family has at least one of their own businesses. So I, I grew up surrounded by it. Like my dad was self-employed. My grandparents were self-employed. All my aunts and uncles on my dad's side are self-employed or either worked for each other. And all of my siblings have at least one company, if not four. So, wow. and it's just, like, it's just the, so the mentality. So I can come and work for you guys if something goes wrong with my <laughs> It's business. like the mentality that I grew up in, I think, like, that's just how their like my family's mind works to to just right. think creatively and make it happen somehow. Even if it wasn't their their main income, it was just like a side. It was like their project. We all have projects. Right. Oh, okay. um, well, that's an interesting. And they can like, turn yeah, into yeah. yeah. And but, money. But I mean, they are self-employed now. Like yeah. they might have one main business, but then they have like these side projects yeah. too. <laughs> right. um, but so I grew up in a family like that and. We all kind of just like our Thanksgiving dinner is sitting around talking about business ideas and like, hey, what if we did this together? And <laughs> like just brainstorming, <laughs> very nerdy. Um, that's awesome. How many families have that? Yeah, that's right. great. Yeah. No, it, it is really cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I I knew actually I wanted to be a mechanical engineer my whole life until like literally from when I was five or six until I was a senior in high school, and. I, I love physics. I love math. And in in high school, I, my senior year, I was like, mm, I think I don't really want to do that much s- education. Like, <laughs> I, I don't want to take that many, like, serious classes. Yeah. I think I want to pursue art. And that's when I started getting a little bit more interested. I had done art my whole life, and my one grandmother was a professional artist. But it wasn't, like, my main thing. Um, and then my dad really felt it was important that I get some education. So I did go and do three semesters of school and I ended up dropping out because I realized everything I wanted to do, I wanted to be self-employed and I wanted to have my own business. And the things that I wanted to focus on, I didn't need a degree. Like I could study under an artist. I could, you know, teach myself. I could find my own way. Um, so from there, I just, I had a whole bunch of random jobs because I hadn't found my niche yet, and I worked in an office, and I was a sign artist, and I worked at a sub shop, and I was a waitress, and I was a co-owner of a cleaning company, like (laughs) a whole bunch of little random things (laughs) that weren't related to what I actually wanted to do, but each of them prepared me in a way that I use a skill now that I learned from those previous jobs, Um, but the one job I had took me to Florida for a couple months, and I was in West Palm Beach, and there were these painting classes everywhere, and I was like, man, I could teach these painting classes. I could totally do that. So when I came back, I approached the owner, the previous owner of Playtime Pottery, which is a paint your own pottery studio, and I was like, man, 
like this would bring more people into your business and I think it would be really popular and nothing ever became of that and then she sold it to somebody else so then I approached that second owner and I was like man we, we need to do these painting <laughs> classes like this is gonna work and she was like okay like let's try it so I started teaching a couple of them we organized them and it kind of blew up and then like two months later she was like I think I want to sell and I was like you want to sell the business she was like yeah and I was like how much and so I was I didn't have any like credit history or anything like I just kind of went out and managed to find the money and I bought it but at the same time I was also working two other jobs so I bought this business I'm working two other jobs and like I'm making it happen, but I'm exhausted and I'm like, this is not going to go anywhere if I can't actually put more focus into it. So I decided to take the jump um, (laughs) because I realized it was getting to the point where I was teaching so many classes that I was like, if I could just teach a couple more, like this is going to work. And so I did let go of my other two jobs and that became my full-time gig. Um, And I was able to grow the business um, which then led into the clay cup, which is a whole nother story. <laughs> Isn't it weird? Like, uh, you know, well, the first the painting classes, was that not common in the area at the time? Because it seems like now there's a Now bunch. it is. Now it is. But this was... How long ago was that? This was in 2014 I started teaching them. Okay. And there were, at that point, I believe there were like no other teachers. Um and then probably about six or eight months later, there there was one other person that started. And now there's probably five or six in the area that do it. Because as soon as they see somebody doing it and being well, then, successful at it, they realize, well, oh, I can do it too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people, I'm sure a, a lot of people have that idea, right? But it's just hard to make it actually happen. And working three jobs, like, because I, I had three jobs at one point in my life, and it was terrible. <laughs> like, your life is just, it's nothing but just going to work. and There then is no life. Leaving right? a job, going to another job. Right. And it's yeah, it's very difficult. So, is it tough, like, now, because Playtime Pottery, obviously, obviously, you started that first. Did you have that kind of, like, fully operational, and you were just, it was kind of running itself, and that's how you started the Clay Cup? Because it seemed like it'd be hard to so balance before two at the same the time. Cl- the thought of the Clay Cup was before I actually purchased Playtime. Oh, okay. Um, Playtime made it possible, though. Um, so in high school, I had the idea for a coffee shop and a and a, an art studio together. So I had that idea. My senior year, I was writing a career report, and that's probably when I decided I didn't want to become a mechanical engineer anymore. <laughs> and I was like, man, like if I want to be an artist, how am I really going to make a living? And I'm like, pair it with something. And that's where that idea kind of was born. And I, when I was about 20, I started my own photography business because I had been a second shooter for weddings and things. That was one of my many jobs. Um, Anyway, I took that and ran and I had a photography business. And when I had the photography business, I was like, well, photography and coffee would pair well together too, like, you know, to start out. And then I could incorporate more art stuff. And I remember driving downtown Altoona because my brother had a both my brothers worked in downtown at that time, so I was pretty familiar with downtown. And I saw the building that I'm in now, and I was like, man, that would be the perfect coffee shop and, and studio. And that, so I actually called, and I talked to Mr. Seltzer, who owned it. And this was, you know, six years before I actually got the building. And he told me, like, how much it costs per month to rent and all these things. And so I started doing a little math, like, how many photo shoots would it take to do this? But I never really pursued it because I was like, this is really a little bit too far-fetched. Mm-hmm. But then once I had Playtime Pottery and I was able to grow it and it was to the point where I knew the income was going to mm-hmm. be sufficient, then I went back and started pursuing that building again. Isn't that cool that six years in the making – like that you had the idea, you knew you wanted to do it, but like it's seeming far fetched. It's not really far fetched, right? It just seems like it is. It was it was far fetched for that as, time, as far as money goes, and like and, where you were at. And also at that time, like looking back, I wouldn't have been prepared for all yeah. of the things that I needed to know, and the skills that I needed to have, and the contacts that I needed, mm-hmm. and the networking. I did not have that at that time, um, and I wasn't I wasn't super disappointed at that time when it didn't work out the first time it was more like okay like there's stuff i gotta do first and then it'll work out Mm -hmm. so 
be- Steph, before we get to your story, I want I have another question because n- not a lot of people have those families. Like you said, like your no. family sits down yeah. and talks about like business ideas. It's pretty rare, I think. So, and luckily, my wife's family is kind of like that too. When we sit down, we usually end up talking about that sort of stuff. Uh, what would you say to somebody who doesn't have that sort of dynamic in their life? Like because then how? It's very hard to find the motivation or to find like just the n- information, the knowledge of like getting advice from people who've already done it. Like, how do you do that without having that structure? You know, that, that's the question that I think when I was younger, I tried to figure that out too. Like, I don't know how to do this. How am I going to do it? Who am I going to talk to? It's, uh, where do you start? I asked a lot of questions. I mean, not even to my family because their businesses are mostly online or a different type or like developing businesses and things like that like programming and stuff Mm -hmm. so when I went to open my business it was just totally different from what they had been doing Um, so it was just asking a lot of questions and I think always have a good attorney have a good accountant and have a good banker if you have those three people and you've built good relationships with them you can let them be professionals in their field and you ask them the questions about those areas. Um, find people that have been successful or that are in the middle of what you want to do and ask them questions or shadow them. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the best ways to Do you feel like to, to learn? For the people that maybe aren't on that, because I'm not. My dad was like a hardcore railroader growing up. Like my parents, nobody owned anything. You know, everybody worked jobs. Yeah. Um, I think it takes a, a certain level of insanity Yes. Maybe to just like pursue. So now we're all crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think a little it's, bit. I think I, it is a little bit. It's like, having the willingness to put yourself in the situation where you have taker. to make it work. Yeah, risk yeah. Taker. There is an yeah. element of risk for yeah. sure. hundred oh, percent. For sure. Yeah, you gotta kind of bite the bullet and yeah. accept the fact that the fear is like just because it's it's, it's the unknown. Yeah. And once you get into it, you'll start. Even to now, it out. looking back from like where I started, I was like. Eh can't believe that worked. <laughs> I had no idea what I was right doing. with you. I mean, so that's like right the advice I give anybody. It's like, what, what's the best advice? I'm like, just jump in and just figure do it. it out. Yeah. Yeah. And just you don't have to quit your job right away. No. Like you can, you can still do, cause I kind of, I mean, I was fully prepared for about a year before yeah. I left my job. Like to, I knew what I wanted to do. I just had to do it. So it was like a year of preparation and even then, I was still like kind of freaked out. But you know, you, and you need support from people too like, oh, in your that's life. That's a whole Absolutely. other like conversation yeah. we need next round, Robin. But interestingly, like at one of the meetings up here, when they were talking about like new business, like financing was a big part of it. And they said a lot of times that people that currently have a W two job they won't finance because the chances of them. Like, leaving that job yeah. and jumping into what they're trying to pursue, like they lose so much money in that area. So, you know, interestingly with financing being one of the most difficult aspects of starting your own business, you can't find it because they're afraid to give it right. to you because yeah. you currently have a job. It's backwards. Yeah. It's right. insane. Yeah. It's, so. Yeah, it's backwards. Which is anyway. why sometimes getting fired and being on unemployment can be one of the best things that could happen oh, to you. absolutely. Yeah. But most people don't utilize it the way it should be utilized, right. I guess. Right. Okay, so Steph, tell okay. us your story. Okay. So I actually, after graduation, I went to school for interior design um, and worked for local small small businesses Um trade secrets just really happened Um, my husband was going to lose his job and it was around the holidays of 2015 and started kind of messing around with soy candles and wax melts because we knew about you know petroleum the you know paraffin wax you know trying to give healthier options I guess for people that like to have fragrances and stuff like that because it was kind of a little bit before the oils and you know things like that um so we kind of messed around with that idea. I was working full time. So this was kind of like, okay, I can sustain the bills. You can kind of tinker around with this stuff and let's see where it goes. So that was um, winter of 2015. And then coming into 2016, people were like, you know, well, this stuff's really good. You should make other products. And he had the time to do it because he wasn't working. I was. He was. It was a home-based business. Um, so... It kind of evolved into the whip body butters, bath bombs, you know, things like that. And he really took the time to research because you, yeah, you can go on YouTube, you can go online, you can pull off different things and you can make stuff, but is it really good? 
So he wanted to research all the ingredients to everything. Um, so that evolved pretty good. We did a lot of um, fall festivals. We have no, we had no website. Our business started on $270. <laughs> we had to take no business loans. And we were very fortunate the trade secrets just kind of kept putting back into itself because we didn't need it to pay our bills at that time because I was working. Yeah. Um, and then it really took off in 2016. So fall of 2016, we were at an event. Um, local contractors who actually have rental properties in the area, um, they're like, hey, we have this space downtown. Um, they had turned it in. It was a doctor's office. I, um, I, I doctors and they turned it into an efficiency apartment so it had a kitchen so we went and looked at it it was affordable and we're like there's already a kitchen we can get the stuff out of our kitchen you know because <laughs> this that's all trade, you needed was a kitchen that's it trade secrets has already taken over my kitchen and my dining room and we just you know we have a small house and so once we it was like okay we can afford to at least I was still working so we're like, okay, we could open in February of 2017. We, I can still pay the bills. Trade Secrets can probably, you know, pay the rent, you know, just keep that kind of moving and we'll see where it goes. Well, that was in February. I found out in the spring my position was basically slowly getting abolished. And I panicked because Trade Secrets wasn't doing what we needed it to do to be able to pay our household bills. Mm -hmm. um, so it was like, okay, I might have to... Um, get it, you know, just look for another job. And because at the time, Trade Secrets was closed on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Sundays because he needed to make products. So in July of last summer, I lost my position. And it was kind of, I, I did, I cried because I've never been unemployed. Um, I've always, you know, provided for my family. I was a single mom for many years. And my husband was ecstatic. He couldn't wait for me to come on board. <laughs> so I'm crying. He's happy. And it was just like, you know, it honestly, it was the best thing that could have happened to us. But you don't know it in that moment. And everybody kept saying, you know, one door closes, another door opens, you know. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, okay, we'll see. You know, I mean, we make handmade body care products. You know, people can go to the dollar store and buy soap. People can get, you know, there's all these places they can go to buy stuff. Why are they going to come to us? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so Andy kind of saw it already then. He Did he yeah. already see that it was going to work? He Yeah, he had a pretty good, good idea this was already going to, I mean, we were moving product. We didn't, ha we don't do any online sales. So, yeah. my house, I had people coming and buying stuff. out. I, I would do open houses on Saturdays in my dining room. <laughs> You know, and people would come to the house to buy products. It started with family and friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I eventually opened it up a little bit more, which kind of was a scary thing to the public because it was my home. Yeah. But it worked, you know. I mean, it wasn't like, I don't know how it's to It's very trusting, I feel it like. It was. Right? I mean, it, it was, a, it was a jump, you know. And we've been very fortunate. You know, last year we had, we hit record numbers beyond our expectations you know, so far coming into 2018, we're, you know, we're just blown away with how supportive, but at the same time, you know, making the right connections for us, like Sarah said, like network networking, yeah. um, you know, when she opened last March, I approached her with a gift set from Trade Secrets, not trying to sell her on my products, just kind of like welcome to downtown, you know, we're downtown businesses. And now we have a, a friendship and a great relationship. And I now do bath bomb making classes at the Clay Cup because Sarah said, hey, did you ever think about doing bath bomb making classes? I'm like, I don't have the space. She's like, I do. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. And I guess another part of it is then the networking end of it is, is huge. Huge. Like, yeah. And, that, and you come from a sales background. That's so you it. kind of already understood 20 plus that. years. Yeah. And. I mean, me being in radio for so long, I've known so many people in the area that that also is a big part of it is you do have to really get to know people and you have to become friends with them and have a friendly relationship because if you don't have that, then you're just kind of right. people, you're talking to people and they don't know who you are and it's Yeah, it's I mean, and like for struggle. us too, like, you know, the three of us here, like we have a connection because we all have the same vision as, as far as like wanting to help people and just provide a better product to our community. And yeah, you could go to the dollar store and buy a, a bar of soap that is made of detergent, basically, you know, where 
I have customers, good example, last week a woman, she had called me. She said, I need to buy a dozen oatmeal and honey bath bars. I'm like, okay, we have it all the time. You don't need to buy that many. She said, no, we're going away to Florida. My husband has horrible eczema on his scalp and your soap is the only thing that works for him. So out of all the shampoos, the dermatologist has recommended, you know, all these things. And I'm like, that's pretty awesome. Like, who would have thought if you would have told me a year ago, even that people would be depending on our activated charcoal bar for acne and blemishes, this oatmeal and honey for eczema, you know, our unscented body butter for dry crack that's helping people heal dry crack skin, you know, and it's just kind of like we all have the same vision, like we want to help people inside and out you know where does andy's passion come from because like you neither one of you really had a much of a health background no. right and he lost his job and just started yeah just like kinda, a mad scientist like basically you say, right? yeah he looks and like him he does <laughs> and now he has his own kitchen uh-huh. and he can his laboratory and he, he, needs can a lab his, he needs a yeah, lab really. coat um well like for me um a good friend of mine has a holistic center here in altoona she started it out of her home and so I, you know, was introduced to like a lot of like um, natural, more natural homeopathic type things, you know, and essential oils and things like that. So when we started, we started just actually with like lavender essential oil, you know, just different things like that. And for him, I think his passion was just more of he just wanted to work for himself. Oh, okay. He always wanted to be like his own boss, like who doesn't? You know, and like that was like one of my posts this morning again on Facebook, you know, like, um, you know, I get to wake up, I get to do a podcast with some pretty cool people. <laughs> it's like a I, humble brag. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, you know, I have Easter orders. I got to get back to the shop and fill. And, you know, I mean, I'm busy and it's great, but I love what I do. Yeah. It's going to be a hectic week, but I love what I do. So that makes a difference. I'm not, it's just come Sunday. I'm not that person putting, putting up Facebook posts. Oh, tomorrow's oh, Monday. Monday. Oh, man. Uh, I know. Well, I know. Working in a coffee shop, <laughs> that's all we hear on Monday. Oh, yeah. And I'm always like, but Monday's my favorite day <laughs> oh, because <laughs> it's a whole new start to a whole new week. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. People are just like, I don't want to hear it. I mean, Sarah. they're probably. Yeah. There are Pretty probably positivity. a lot of people in my newsfeed. They're like, "Oh, there she goes again. <laughs> she loves Monday." And I'm like, "Well, I do because I like what I do." And yeah. you know, I mean, we all have we're in control of our own lives. If you abs, I mean, I know so many people in sales Ugh. absolutely are drained and yeah. miserable, and they hate their jobs. Figure it out. Make a change. I'm yeah. not saying you have to open your own business, but look for something else then because life's too short. Yeah, it really to is. To be that miserable. Yeah. There's a lot of miserable people out there. I know. Well, but it's... I think it's because they don't think they have a choice. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I guess really at the end of the day, not everybody can run your own business. We need people to do stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you can. Know, we least, need people to buy our you know, stuff. Even but... if you can't run your own business, you yeah. can at least, uh, you could also find somebody who's nice to work for, mm-hmm. who yes, enjoys definitely. what they're doing. And, and that just kind of. Everyone has their own gifting, too. Like, I have some friends that work fantastically behind a desk in a quiet space. They're very organized, you know, that kind of stuff, clerical things. Like, that is a strength of theirs. That's not a strength of mine. We need people like that. Mm -hmm. And, like, we can't do the business ownership and the marketing without those key people to help us, too. Like... So no, not everyone is going to be able to, or is going to want to run right, their own business, right. or that's not necessarily going to be their strength. Yeah. But everyone kind of, you know. But has like their too, own. like you know, for me, when I lost my job last July, that's when my business started to take off because that's when I was able to commit myself to the marketing, and networking, and I had time to reach out to people because before I had an eight, I worked eight to four thirty, so I wasn't able to because it was Monday through Friday, you know, and not many people were around on the weekends, you know, most people were off on the weekends, but that's when it really opened up for me to be able to get my feelers out and try to approach people i don't even know how we ended up connecting honestly uh i can't remember somebody recommended me i think maybe sarah did recommend me to go to maybe. trade secrets maybe i forget yeah i'm honestly I have, no <laughs> I'm idea. Like, I have no idea how we became friends um but the other the other part like it's sure not everybody wants to own their own business that not everybody should but i guess one of the, one of the things everybody does want is freedom like to be able to wake up and say, you know, I can make it to work by nine or I can get there by 10 or right. I can go early at eight, you know, and, and you can kind of do whatever you want to do. And that part kind of alleviates so much stress from oh, your yeah. life. I, 
So how can you how can you work for a place? And it's I'm not it's definitely possible, but how do you do it? How do you work for a place but also have that personal freedom to be able to do what you want? I don't know if it's necessarily freedom as much as it is purpose. Yeah, um, true. I mean, I think it's definitely a combination of the two, but you can do almost any job, but if you feel like you're working towards a goal and you're using your strengths and you're involved, like you can enjoy that, even though it might not be your dream job. Mm-hmm. Um, I think tapping into people's strengths and helping them find something to work towards in whatever position they're in, that's part of it, yeah. not all and of I, it. I think um, all that stuff too, I try to keep in mind now being an employer versus an employee that my environment is reflective of you know, what I was trying to get out of, you know, so, Mm -hmm. so I, you know, even with my staff, it's just, I'm, I'm flexible. I'm not going to say, um, no, you can't have the day off. I mean, I, I could have staff members come to me for the day and be like, Hey, I'm calling out today. I need a mental, a mental health day. I'd be like, okay, go for it. Take it. Mm -hmm. You know, two week vacation. I just, it's that kind of stuff that I feel like you can go and work at a job. If you feel like your life isn't, going to take second place mm-hmm. to whatever that is because really at the end of the day we can't do what we're doing without them right mm-hmm. and even when I talk to like so my manager Mara and you know the girls that I work with it's just like look my role and my vision for what I'm doing here is it's like this kind of stuff you know the growth the networking aspect of it the collaborations that we have going on with everything and then there are days that I'll be in the juice bar and you'll see me behind the counter mm-hmm. and covering shifts or whatever I need to do but this is kind of yeah well and now for me i mean i'm there's just two of us so we don't have any employees just yet um so i have to listen to my husband (laughs) (laughs) he's the only one i have to he's the only one i have to you know tolerate but now that we have two kitchens it's definitely going to be saving my marriage so how hard is that like to to being married to the person that you're sharing a business with, I'm sure. Do you really want to know? Becomes yes, a struggle. Really want to no, know. Because, I mean, well, it is. But that's important because also, you know, if, if you're thinking about starting a business, you usually try to pull in people closest to yeah. you. Yeah, to I have mean, you help. Well, you know, we both have the same vision. You know, I mean, like this is our baby. You know, like we we have a blended family. He had kids, I had kids, and we blended. Like this is our baby. We grew together. It's like step by step. Yeah, and Michelle. you know, yeah, Anybody? exactly. But, you know, it, it, it's tough. I mean, I have people reaching out to me left and right. Hey, let me know when you're ready to hire, which is awesome. I think that's great that people, like, I'm drawing people. They're like, I want to work for them. Yeah. You know, because, like, yeah, like, we're not, you know, you have to have that personality, too, where, like, you know, we have fun. Like, you know, all my customers know that. Like, they, I'm, a, I, I'm in jeans and, and hoodies, you know. Like, I'm a casual. I'm not your typical businesswoman, yeah. you know, and heels and, though, right? yeah. yeah. Like, I could wear sneakers every day, you know. We're casual, you know, we're casual with our customers. And, you know, making that connection with them. And that's why they're like, you know, they just love, you know, people are like, you know, this is like my favorite place. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like my favorite place is juice in the clay cup. (laughs) So, you know, we all have our favorite places. I'm not going to say the trade secrets, you know, isn't one of my favorite places, but I get to be there every single day. Right. But, you know, it's, I think, uh, I think about getting employees and that's where I'm like, eh, because I'm the same way. I'm like, you know oh, I, I mean? don't want to handle all that. Well, I don't know. And it's like, are they going to treat my baby the way I treat my yeah. baby? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's my thing. Like, people are like, you know, in order to grow, you need to get employees. And like, yeah, I get that. But, you know, we're kind of, we have a balance right now where Andy's the primary maker. I still make things, but he makes the majority of our stuff. So that kind of alleviates a little bit where I can do things like this. Like, he's up there now making soap and stuff, but I'm down here doing you know this so i mean there's a balance to it yeah um he takes care of all the finances like i do the marketing i do the sales and it used to be before trade secrets i'd be on facebook you know he's <laughs> like get off your phone put your phone down well now it's all business when i'm on facebook you right. know i'm instagramming i'm you know you have to keep it out there yes yeah, it's all it's all business air <laughs> yeah. quotes yeah air quotes because every time i go to get online i'm like oh i gotta post something for somebody i get lost in facebook for the first i know 10 and you're like oh wait a minute what's I this pull myself out of this yes. hole that i got yes. myself into that's <laughs> but, one of the really hard parts about social media is you get on and you i wish they made a platform that 
blurred out everything except All for right. the way Personal you could go. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, because it's so distracting. Yeah, it is. And, you know, and people, yeah, it's funny because people are like, you know, I, I see you everywhere. Like, you guys, you know, you guys are doing great. You're just, I'm like, well, I said, this has to pay my bills. Right. You know, this is our full time job. There are other business owners that have other businesses and might do something on the side. I was like, this is it. Like, this is our bread and butter. So, yeah, you're yeah. going to see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has yeah. to work. Yeah. It has to work. And you were saying about, like, the boss aspect. I think uh, most jobs boil down to if, if the boss is happy and nice, everybody else is kind of happy and nice. It's just, right. It's the environment. It's it's, the in, and, and that well, starts from the top up. That's the hard part about us because, like, with Andy, he, he stresses. Like, he's numbers. Like, we need to hit these numbers. And I said, Dude, <laughs> I was in sales for 20 plus years and I had those sales goals in some places it was just impossible and I'm not I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm just doing it. Well, it's nice to have a goal, but if you it don't is, hit it, don't But, you know, freak and that's out. where like Sarah and I we laugh because like we 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 wing it. You yeah. know, I'm like I'm going to go in there today and I'm not going to say, "Hey, I'm going to sell $400 worth of soap." Whatever I sell, I sell because you know what? Those people are going to come back. So I'm not going to stress myself over it, you know, because once you start, and I think maybe you and I had that conversation, like once you really start stressing over it and, you know, and you're trying to hit these numbers, like you can't do that. Like, I just feel like you lose your focus on what you're trying to do and accomplish as a business. It brings so much stress in. It does. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's funny too, because now that John is involved in opening the pizza place and- Oh, there's a pizza place opening? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Free plug. (laughs) I'm so hungry for pizza right now. Um, So his project, obviously, much larger than mine. Like mine, I'm 100% self-funded. So I didn't have to deal with banks. I didn't have to deal with venture capital. Like I didn't have to do any of that Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, And so now that he's doing this, he has, you know, financing and backing and all that kind of stuff. But the stuff that he had to present, I'm sure you know, like the numbers that you had to break down initially and be like, okay, here's my business plan. Here's what we're assuming we're going to do. do I funded the clay cup myself. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> oh so, sorry. So like you, like you did. Right. Yeah. 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 So, but watching him go through that, I just, I, so I was, that's so stressful to me that you have to present this and then you're, like objective before you even know what you're getting it. Like you have no idea how this is going to be received. Like how can you, like, it's just, it's to me, it's like lying on paper to yeah. a bank. Right. There's right. like, it, yeah, I'm going to make no... this work. Yeah. And then you're tied into their money and that's even more Correct. stressful, right? Because yeah. then you're tied into what they've given you. So you need right. to have some sort of return. And... So I do have a taste of it, but because opening the clay cup and getting all those renovations yeah. done and everything, I didn't use anyone else's money, but like bank didn't lend me a huge loan or anything like that until I went to buy the building. Then I had to get uh, all my numbers together. Right. Okay. And then I had to do all that stuff. I don't like all and that stuff. I don't no. either. No. It is very stressful. And again, it's just another element of like stuff that's out of your control. And now there are people that are like, over you yeah. that have like like can take stuff yes away. they're hovering yeah. i mean it, i That's don't real, like it yeah. so i just i was you know looking back it would have been nice to not have to use all of my money but when i got involved in a potential other location and i had to start dealing with banks i was just like this is not <laughs> like what is this it's, nonsense? Very invasive. It does. Yeah. It's not. It's yeah. not a good feeling. Yeah. And I mean, that's how a lot of businesses have to start. I commend all three of you for actually having a physical business in a in a store and in in like inventory and stuff because I feel like that was if I had to do that, it would not be my area. I need somebody <laughs> to run all of that for me so I could do like whatever the, whatever you want to do the sales end of it or whatever <laughs> right. it might be. But like. There's a lot of pressure that comes along with that, and then getting employees involved. That's why I'm taking it very slowly because mm-hmm. I don't want to jump into things too quickly and then realize, oh no, I have all these people I need to take care of, like, and they're relying on me, and I'm paying them money. And how do I figure the money out? I would just, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't and they even do want to become deal with it. like your family. I think when you enter into a a business that is fueled by passion, you automatically attract people that will share that I agree. vision to yeah. a degree mm-hmm. like i feel very lucky from our first round of hiring um we ended up with you know all of that and i think i literally have only had maybe two employees that just they weren't fully bought in and they're not there anymore and mm-hmm. but but the people that we have it's just well but like even like in like like our circle like you know we've all been drawn to each other because we all have the same right. passion right like we all have the same vision and idea so it's like you just kind of you know, you attract your own kind, You're basically. You're on that same, like, energy plane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you were saying about goals, like, I, I put sticky notes up, and the sticky notes, like, I'll look at them a couple times a week, and 
every once in a while, I'm like, oh, I did that, and yeah. I'll cross oh. it off. Yeah. It's like goals that I'm trying to reach, but I'm yeah. not actively, like, daily stressing well, I mean, over them. you need it's to have like, personal goals. You need to have you... business goals. I mean, but, you know, at the same time, you can't stress over it. Like, and I am an overthinker. Me too. I you get know, it. But I don't, I don't stress about the numbers because I think at this point, at this stage in the game after being open, you know, a little, just a little over a year, I feel like my base and my following now with our customers, like, you know, they're committed to trade secrets. And like, I have people, like I said, that'll come to my door when they run out of natural deodorant, they're coming to me when they run out of charcoal soap, you know, so we have people that rely on our products daily, Yeah, you know, so that's pretty awesome. And like, that's, that's job security for me, you know, because I know those, those people know we produce a good product. And they're going to keep coming back for more. But, I mean, exposure is huge. Like, for us, you know, we put ourselves out there at a lot of events the first year when we were home-based, you know. And just getting our name out there and just starting to, like, you know, people, you know, will come into the store now like, oh, I bought something off you a year ago. You know, when we were still home-based, you know, we just did a festival or something, and they are just like, it's really cool now you have a shop, like, a year or so later, yeah. you know. Yeah. But who would have thought? Like, I would have never never thought we'd be doing this well and i think we all can agree with this like if you're building your business model and it's geared towards helping somebody like then you can th that kind of makes it more tangible and you're more passionate about it because right. you know what you're doing is actually going to help somebody Making out a difference yeah, yeah. and if you're if you're just doing something because it's going to bring you some money it's probably not going right. to work yeah. or it's not going to be that uh you're not going to be that happy with it I was just talking to a guy yesterday. Sorry to cut you off, but he, he said to me, because um, he's in college, and he said, you know, I'll, I'm in business because all I want to do is just make money. And I was like, well, you're not going to be sales. happy. Yeah. Like, it's just, right. Work, work in sales. You'll but, make money But even sales. then, like, you're still, if you're, if you're just chasing after the money, you're just going to be disappointed. But there are, a lot, no, there are a lot of people that are motivated by that. And I think that was one of my hangups even with my previous job. I wasn't one of those people. So, you know, I'm... We, as a family, made a very good living working in the insurance industry, but it was not worth the jeopardy that it put my health in or my family, you know. And uh, it was funny because they they really try to dangle that money carrot in front of you, and I'm just like, dude, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, but I think people are kind of and, – and I don't mean from, like, the business standpoint of it – but the, the consumer end of it, I feel like we're seeing a trend now where they're getting away from just the the everyday stuff. Like, I think people want experiences now, which is why I think, you know, even what you're doing at the Clay Cup, you can go in, you have a coffee, you have this, like, full experience of, like, I took Hadley on Saturday for all of the mermaid <laughs> stuff, and we had a minor meltdown because the mermaid scones were not in the thing. And she was like, are they gone? Are they gone? Um, <laughs> they weren't gone. Like, yeah, <laughs> they weren't even out yet. That's how yeah. busy it was. <laughs> Um, but it's like a whole experience for her, you know, or we'll take her, you know, during the holidays. And every time we go, she picks an ornament to paint for somebody. And it's like, I think even for us, when we're on that end of things, that's what we look for at this point. I bring her into trade secrets. Like I won't go in there without her to pick out bath bombs right. for her because she likes that, right. that experience of walking in there and picking that out for herself, yeah. you know? So, well, and I think too, like, you know, like I look at you know, just our Facebook and reviews, like we have over, over, over like 200 five-star reviews, which I'm blown away with. And then you wow. look at it and like a lot of people are on there and they're saying, you know, the owners, like, what do you like stuff from 1211 oh brisket? Gosh, she posted a picture. She was wearing my t-shirts on Saturday and she's like, you know, comment what you love about trade secrets, which is awesome. We're Aww. all working together. <laughs> she's she is like we're all working together and trying to help promote yeah. each other's business, you know, and a lot of people are like the owners, the owners. I'm like, that's, you know, because they know we care yeah. Yeah. and we're not, you know, just your typical business owners, yeah. you know, well, people know you. Yeah. And like you get to know your customers. Yeah. You and I were talking about this before uh, you two came in, but we were, I was I was saying like a lot of businesses, uh, they reach a certain point. And they can't quite get past a certain level because they don't have a face of the company. People yeah. don't know who that person is. They're not having, having a personal rela personal relationship with that person. Once you can establish a <laughs> personal relationship a personal and a relationship face, then things just kind of take off. What you, what's going I on? I said, I don't know if you want a personal relationship with me. <laughs> she, she's now finding she like needs to be the face. face. Like, people know who the owner of the clay cup is. People know who yeah. the owner of trade secrets is. People really don't know who the owner of juice is. They thought it was me. 
They thought, it was, they thought it was Rob Z. <laughs> yeah. So there's your, that's your first, if that's not a sign that you need to put your I face just, out I, there, I, do you I'm want that to be it, the face of juice? But it's, <laughs> but it's nerve wracking. Thanks a lot. It's nerve wracking, right? It's, it's like a very, uh, you really have to take your time with it because you can't just throw yourself out there if it's not something you're used to and I right. mean for me honestly and that's why I was in radio at a young age because I did not want I was very your face I was, well, I was, my self esteem was really low and I didn't want to put myself out there so that's a typical radio DJ thing like you hide behind the microphone yes. so nobody can see you but they can hear you so that right. was kind of can like can I talk about one challenge with that yeah so um, becoming like yes becoming the face of your business is really important however then when you need to expand and grow and you can't be there all the time yeah. and you can't be the one that's serving the customer all the time, that is a hard transition. Mm -hmm. um, and I did have to do that at Playtime Pottery. I was there all the time. I was working all the time. I teach all the classes. I did all the live videos. Like, it was me. And there have been definitely some hurdles with that. Yeah. You know, people saying, well, I would just want to talk to Sarah. I just want to talk to Sarah. Uh, well, I guess and, when you start out as you know, the person who's actually yeah. doing this yeah. stuff. Yeah, and then you have you do have to find those away. people that you trust, that you can yeah. hand it off to. But then earning the trust with those customers that you've built over all the, the years, like with those employees Making then that too. So and that that, that's, a, to, that's a tough transition. Yeah. And it's frustrating for the employees because they're like, We're, we can do this. Like, right, we're capable. Yeah, like. You know, yeah. so yeah. then you got to hire the right employees, yeah. right? And that's another yeah. giant hurdle oh, yeah. in itself. Yeah. Like yeah. that's a really hard part of it yeah. too. And a hurdle. And oh, go ahead. Finish I was up. just gonna say the the clay cup started out with me not being there all the time. It was the transition at Playtime Pottery that was a little bit more dif difficult, and mm -hmm. we still have challenges with it. Um, and yes, I'm still the only one that teaches all the classes, but I'm not the one booking the classes. Right. I'm not the one, you know, yeah. talking to the customers and yeah. stuff like that. And the, the hurdle for me, too, with being the face of everything is that I tend to run on, like, the more introverted side mm -hmm. of human beings. And so even when I <laughs> – shut up. <laughs> when, so when I'm out, like, not – at the shop and I'm at like Target or I'm at the grocery store. And <laughs> you don't want people to be like, hey. well, and I see people, it's really hard for me like to strike up a conversation and oh, do that yeah. kind of stuff like that. That's very well. challenging for me. That's not, I like usually in the grocery store, I'm like, all right, blinders on and let's just go get what we need. Get or my I'm rutabaga. With, <laughs> yeah. Get my rutabaga. <laughs> get out of here. And I'm with Hadley. And so it is, you know, for me that has been, really hard to get over so it's not really about actually being the face it is about that lack of anonymity now when you're well, in public and like you said <laughs> like because i know you're, you're more private person than i, I am, am. Yeah. and like him and i had this this is one of the things that stuck with me when we first met was like rob i said you know how do i get my facebook to grow you know like what you know is it okay to post personal things or personal pictures and he's like yeah like i think that's kind of important because you want people to make a connection yeah you know so i don't do a whole lot of personal stuff on my business page I have done some things, like I'll post a picture of Andy and I and say, you know, so people know that, because a lot of people knew about trade secrets, and then do I post a picture, like, I didn't know that was your business, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, I don't mind putting that out there, and I wear my trade secrets gear everywhere, so people, you know, just to help get the name out there. Yeah. But even if I'm not dressed in anything trade secrets logo on it, people are like, aren't you the, uh, yeah. That's me. <laughs> but, but saying that, like, I don't necessarily mean you have to be on, like, Facebook every day doing, like, live videos or anything like that. But what I do mean is, you know, as far as the, the business model goes, uh, the more people – just boil it down. The more people who know – if somebody knows about your business, they usually know who you are. Right. And if they know who you are, they usually know about your business. So they kind of go one and the same. Uh, not saying you have to be the face. You have to be constantly uh, putting yourself – at the forefront of what you're doing, but people should know. Yeah. That it's just, it's a good and connection it's, I think it's point. A yeah. connection. For me, it is finding that balance because yeah. I'm not going to be the one that's on like these Facebook lives. Also, like, I like this because it's just, yeah. there's really no, <laughs> there's no video. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm still, like, Sarah's on, like, I can't, you guys, Facebook live, yeah, you're great you're at it. Great. I can't, I'm just I, not there yet. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm a talker, I'm personable with my customers. You know, but you put a camera in my face, whether it's a commercial, whether it's, you know, the, yeah. the TV news, anybody like I clam up, I get red, I get hot, I get sweaty. Most people do. Like, I can't. Yeah. I, I used to, it's too. It's not comfortable. Because I, you don't do it that much. I right. Mean, but honestly, I can talk to my customers. Any stranger can walk in the door. Totally yeah. different. Yeah. yeah. But I think some of it, too, for me is like 
then when you're in public, like, goodness forbid, you go out in public and you're grouchy that day, you right. know? And it's like you got somebody in front of you in line and you're, you can't be like, oh, my God, come on. <laughs> yeah. You really have to be careful. Like, me and you John do. were driving around and we were going somewhere. Somebody cut him off, you know, on the street. And he does can't this be. thing, like, the hand waves. Like, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> I'm like, dude, you can't do that anymore. Can't be throwing the bird. Like, nope. No. And he doesn't do that. It's not that. It's just this, like, wave. But I well, said, yeah, true, when you, when that pizza shop is open, people are going to, they're going to know you and they're yeah. going to recognize you and you're not going to know them, but they're going to know, know you. you and so you just can't do it at all. And he's like, oh man, I didn't even think of it. Cause we're both fairly, like we're both very yeah. private. We're both very. Well, that's like, cause that's where Andy and I are opposite. He yeah. like, like said, he said, you're the face of trade secrets. Yeah. I want nothing. I just want to make soap and do what I do. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a good balance. Yeah. Having like that, he having just Andy wants me you, behind the scenes. Good combination. So if it tells yeah. you, I, I have to be the face of the pizza place too. It tells you like how, like he, he just... really does. <laughs> you guys, you guys need mascots. You should buy some mascot suits. Oh goodness. <laughs> yeah, and, and I have Jeremy who isn't you know, a partner of the Clay Cup. Now he owns the building with me, but um, he is so supportive and he is that quiet sounding board that I can, he can give me ideas. I can bounce my ideas off him, but he is, does not want to have anything to do with being in the front of anything. I think we just found our next topic for next week. Support. Yeah. Well, support's a a gigantic one. I know, Sarah, I know you have to go. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Cool. You have business. Did to we take cover care everything of. we needed to cover? Does anybody want to throw anything else? Very well on track yeah. this time. Yeah, we really did. Well, surprisingly I don't think we well on track. at all. No. <laughs> no. You did really good, Jen. Steph started <laughs> to go towards it there for a little. I, I, I did. Felt it happened. I, yeah. I, I pulled away from it though. <laughs> I, mm. But I think focus. Like what people just need to take away is yes, it's going to be scary. Yes, it's going to be risky. But yes, you can do it. But just make sure that you are asking all the questions and you have a good network of people. And I think it's good too to identify like the differences. Like we all started in completely different right. different places. Ways, yeah. different times in our lives, mm-hmm. different stuff going on. So there's really no like blueprint that says like, okay, if you check all these boxes, then you're ready to start your own business. Yeah. Right. And honestly, I think if you try to follow a br- blueprint, that is not the way to do not it. Not the way to you do it. You need to weigh it. Like, you do. Well, you need an outline, but it, you're not going to follow the outline. Right. right? It's just going to be there outline. as a template, yeah. but you're going to kind of like... Let's get it. <laughs> Something shiny. So none of you studied people who have had businesses, that sort of stuff? Because I would listen to I a lot of people who are in business and who have done it for a long time. No, I mean, and I'm like, with Jen, my dad worked for the railroad for 35 yeah. years, you know, and then, you know, unfortunately he had passed away and, you know, things take a different path and whatnot. But my grandfather was an entrepreneur, but other than that, there was only one person. Yeah, I don't in have anybody family. like that in my family that I know of that yeah. was an but entrepreneur. But, you know, like for me, it's me just either. like who doesn't want to be their own boss? Some people don't. Well, and like if you some don't, people yeah. really, really don't want that. That's yeah. a ton some of responsibility. People, yeah. It really is, even to but yourself. But it was the same in sales. Like when you worked in sales, yeah. it was like you couldn't just – you weren't just waking up and making money by, by punching right. a clock that exactly. day. You actually had to go out and it. get to work. You did. Yeah. And so I think the background in that regard was really Well, nobody tells you me. how hard it is to – be your own business like it's a hustle it is it's a hustle <laughs> it's absolutely for sure. a hustle yeah it's but tiring. i think for me it was like part of it too was just i didn't watch what other people were doing because i almost didn't want that outside influence oh, okay. to start you know i had my idea i didn't even do like a lot of like demographic I, it's, everything was gut it was like yeah. gut instinct and then after that you start to pay attention to what other other places are doing and that's you know helpful in some regard um but in my case too it's just it's not a big thing around well, here well no like, and i think to too to for our Pittsburgh, three businesses really. that's what's good about the internet you can find people yeah, online Instagram now and study them. yeah like yeah. for all three of our businesses we're all unique in our own way and we're the only businesses exactly like us in this area and that's really awesome mm-hmm. you know i mean we all for now yeah yeah I was gonna yeah. I was just gonna go off of what Jen just said like yeah a lot of it was gut and I didn't look at what other people were doing very much at all because I wanted to do my own yep. thing yeah. like I didn't want it to be a copycat of anything um but I also did things backwards I was like I want to open a coffee shop yeah. and I started the process and then I was like oh well now I need to learn about coffee <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it was very much like what she was talking yeah. about just kind of flying by the seat of your pants and going with yep. your gut very interesting. Um, okay, so to wrap it up, I guess, let's just plug our businesses. How can they 
like social media wise where can they find you and oh yeah just steps <laughs> like i don't know my instagram Steph. i can do yours for you if you need me to i know Currently, at 517 Allegheny Street in Hollidaysburg, we'll be in downtown Altoona in 8 to 12 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> she laughs Have because so. she's waiting for me to throw something across the room at her. <laughs> that half full sunburn, you will burn my yeah, eyes with that cayenne right. in there. That um, so Instagram, we have at the juice bar. That's our shop page. I mm-hmm. am at juice underscore guru. That is like my, there's my ownership face page. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so follow, follow me outside of the shop. Uh, Facebook is at the juice bar. Awesome. My Instagram is at the clay cup. And my personal Instagram is mostly just artwork and personal stuff, but it's Sarah Vogel underscore art. And then Facebook is just the clay cup. 1304 11th Avenue. Booyah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So trade secrets, our Instagram, I had to pull it up because I don't remember anything because I have the memory of a goldfish. And it's trade secrets underscore skincare. Mm-hmm. And then we have our Facebook page, um, which is, you know, if you just type in trade secrets, Altoon, it'll pop right up. And our address is 1223 13th Avenue, downtown Altoona. We're in between the cathedral and Tom and Joe's restaurant. There you go. Thank you so much, ladies, Thank once you. again for yes. coming in. This is always fun. Fun times. We'll do it again next month. See you in and we'll four weeks. Yeah. Four weeks, we're going to cover. We'll still be eight sub- to 12 weeks from now. <laughs> <laughs> perpetual <laughs> eight to twelve weeks. So next week we'll, we'll cover we'll cover uh, support systems next yeah, week and I how that's, that's super good. important. Yeah. yeah. And uh, okay. Bye. 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 Yeah, baby. Shout out to the sponsor, Sports Evolution. Uh, I just got into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu uh, about less than a year ago, and it's one of my favorite pastimes at this point in time. It's one of the things I'm most happy that I found out about and I jumped into, and I have a great coach, a great trainer who's uh, guiding me along the way, Alan Coble, who runs Sports Evolution. You can check out sportsevolution.net, Facebook and Instagram, Leading Athletes. He has Gracie, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Youth Martial Arts, which I'm going to get my son in there soon, uh, CrossFit, and Alan's awesome. He has a bachelor's in physical education and sports science. He's a certified strength and conditioning specialist, certified personal trainer. Uh, he's covered CrossFit level one and two, which is the highest level of CrossFit in central Pennsylvania. And he's also a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. That's Sports Evolution. Call him up at 814-312-3845. Also, shout out to the Comic Vault uh, spot, podcast sponsor. I almost said Spodcast. <laughs> that probably is something out there called the Spodcast. Uh, the Comics Vault, Facebook and Instagram, the Comics Vault Altoona. Free comic book days coming up on May 5th. If you're a nerd like I am, I, I say that in the best way possible. Check out the Comics Vault. Open Wednesdays and Thursdays, 12 to 8. Fridays from noon to 10. Saturdays, 11 to 10. And Sundays, noon until 5. 1130 12th Avenue in Altoona. And Harlequin Pepper Yoga. Fix your body. And also, uh, learn a little bit of mindfulness while you're at it. Uh, People may be getting sick of that word, but I think that's a very important thing to have in this life, especially the days that we live in these days. Uh, Harlequin Pepper Yoga offers all that vinyasa-style yoga rooted in science, focusing on functional movement and anatomical alignment. Get your body all straightened up and, and feeling good at Harlequin Pepper Yoga, 320 Allegheny Street in Hollidaysburg, Pennsylvania. H-A-R-L-E-Q-U-I-N, Harlequin Pepper Yoga on Facebook, Instagram, and the App Store, and Google Play. Thank you so much for Jen from the Clay Cup, from uh, or from Jen from <laughs> Juice, Sarah from the Clay Cup, and Steph from Trade Secrets. They're all podcast sponsors as well, and hopefully this episode gives you insight into what it takes mindset-wise to start a business, because we're all about a year or a little bit under a year into our businesses and uh, we're going to be doing these every single month, the four of us. But I, I'm also looking for other business owners to get involved with other episodes of Small Business Brainstorm. So please, you can call me at 814-799-0064 or robzradio.com. Bye. That's brutal.